Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are... The fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Can I get an amen? Truly do love, value, and appreciate you. Uh, we're going to, this segment, we've got a lot of catching up on your text, your tweets, all of the above to get to on the show here today. Uh, but Diesel, you know, guys, so I want to bring you guys into this, okay? Because the, um, the Gamecock Gator game has been full of fire and brimstone, okay? I fully admit that um, this game to me this year was personal. It was personal because a year ago, the bottom 10% of Gamecock fans came after my wife and because in January, uh, Shane Beamer tried to get me to lose my job, okay? Um, you don't do that to me. You just you just don't do that to me and would me not go down without a fight, Okay, so um, so it was personal to me. And, um, you know, Beamer did that to me when I had on good authority that he had reached out to Garrett Riley and Garrett Riley wasn't interested in becoming the Gamecocks offensive coordinator. And then he throws our whole station under the bus. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, everyone that works at this station should have been offended by that. You know, every single person should have been offended by that. I don't think that was the case. I think it should have been the case. Right. Um and so this week was personal to me, you know, so if it seems like I'm, I'm a, if I'm a little bit more braggadocious, that's why. And it's not a knock on you if you're a well-intentioned Gamecock fan. It's just that you're caught in the crosshairs between the beef that I have with the head coach of the team. All right. And with the bottom 10% of that fan base to those of you, 90% good Gamecock fans, you deserve better. You just deserve better than a middling pro football program that never gets over the hump, than a team that is now 2-4 and four in year three under Shane Beamer, when year three is always the year when the good coaches take a jump. It's always the year. Look it up. You know, the good coaches take a jump in year three. And then, Diesel, I'd love to get to this audio clip about Shane Beamer um, after the game. You know, right after the game, he's got a shot to, you know, look, I got to do a better job, et cetera, et cetera. And instead, like to me, I'm listening to this. It's like he's pointing the finger everywhere but himself. Here's what Shane Beamer said after the Florida game. 
Chesterly ingested, but looking at the defense, just what did you see as the main problem out there? I saw the main problem, David. We call pressures and we don't run them. Uh, We play man coverage and and, uh, didn't do a great job of of keeping leverage. I mean, just in the first half alone, we we ran a pressure where the corner came and for some reason he stopped and we gave up an explosive pass because we didn't continue to run the pressure. Uh, We had another pressure call where we didn't run it uh, in the first half. We had a holding penalty in the secondary in the first half. Uh, We had another pressure on third down backed up where we're going to be off the field in the first half and we didn't execute it properly um we talked to our guys about not jumping around the quarterback we got we jumped and, and uh, got beat on a pump fake we had an offsides on in the first half so just did not play clean football and then at the end of the day we had some calls that were perfect calls we ran a edge pressure if somebody said hey a team is getting ready to run a reverse what would be the perfect call you would bring both people off the edge we did it we had a perfect call sometimes and um their guy made the play and we didn't but we got good kids in that room they're going to continue to make those plays um we've got to continue to do a better job of coaching them and putting them in position uh yeah like i i mean so right at the very end right at the very end he says we got to do a better job putting them in position but the whole rest of the clip is him blaming his team now sometimes you call a perfect play and your team doesn't execute it but again whose fault is that right why isn't south carolina executing at a higher level in year three than they are that's funny. Okay. That's the same excuse Dabo Sweeney made when you asked him why he uh, what would you say why he ran the ball on third and a third and eleven draw and he, play. And he said, "Well, we had these these coverages coming. Uh, we thought this was going to pop. We really thought this play was going to work." Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, sometimes, man. You know, like when you watch a team play, it's it's the Forrest Gump. Stupid is as stupid does. South Carolina did not play like a very smart team, and Florida. I'm going to say this to you. I didn't say this the first hour. Florida was damn lucky to win that game. Damn lucky. You know, I mean, down 10 in the fourth quarter and you can't hold a 10-point fourth quarter lead. Florida was 0-17 in the last 17 games in such a scenario, right? And I just feel the good Gamecock fans out there, you deserve better than an immature coach who pops off, right? Everyone talks about the recruiting. The recruiting is not markedly better than what Muschamp did. Okay, and now we're in a situation where, you know, the comparisons of Beamer to Muschamp are now an insult to Muschamp. It's an insult to Muschamp to compare Beamer to him. Muschamp was better at this point. Okay, we'll see what the future holds. But, um, you know, Muschamp was well ahead of what Beamer's doing now. Why is that? Stop insulting Muschamp by comparing Beamer to him. That's an insult. And then we had uh, the fallout from today. A video surfaced of Florida's last drive, and, um, you know, it was obvious that, you know, whenever Florida was trying to do something, you know, the lights were flickering in Williams-Brice Stadium. There's flickering lights there. Well, you know, I don't know what it is, you know. Like somebody said they were stadium lights. Um, are they? Is it a camera malfunction, et cetera? But whatever it was, it seemed too coincidental. I don't believe in coincidences. It seemed way too coincidental that the lights were flickering as soon as Graham Mertz is starting to pass and then right before Ricky Pearsall was trying to catch the ball on fourth down. The lights in the stadium are flickering. Give me a break. In life, folks, you trust people who have earned the benefit of the doubt and you don't trust people who have lost the benefit of the doubt. And South Carolina's lost the benefit of the doubt. But not only that, oh, man, we went straight to the best horse's mouth you could possibly find, okay? Diesel has a cousin, and I'm going to let him tell the story to you, but these have been conversations that have happened off the air today. And, guys, 
you know, Diesel, let's podcast this, please, if we can, because we got thousands of people throwing sharp, pointy objects at me for saying, this looks fishy to me, man. I don't buy it. Your cousin. Tell us about your cousin. Tell us about the conversation. Yeah, my cousin is a network camera operator, and I asked him specifically for, like, how would you describe your role or your, your position, your title? He is a network camera operator. He is operating at the moment the 50-yard line camera for network broadcasts, the camera angle, the 50-yard line camera angle. He operates that camera. So I called him up, and I I spoke to him. I was like, what are you doing tonight? He goes, I I just so happen to be working Monday night football. So he's working Monday night football tonight (laughs) as a network camera operator. So anybody who questions whether or not this guy is legit, he's – He's working Monday night football. And I asked him, I described the situation, uh, and he said, number one, the cameraman does not have the ability to change any filters or settings or anything like that inside the camera. He does not have the ability to do that. So strike that from your thought process if you think the cameraman is mucking around with the camera. He said, number two, the director of the broadcast, he's the guy sitting in the in the truck running this whole broadcast. He said, under no circumstances would a director ever call for a change in the camera settings in the middle of a play with a live camera. Never, ever would that happen. So you can strike from your thought process that the director is mucking around with the camera settings in the middle of a play. He said that absolutely would not happen under no circumstances would that ever happen. So I sent him the clip. And this is this is the only video evidence that I've seen. And we got we got a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, I was at the stadium and I didn't see it." And I talked to Florida fans and they didn't see it. Well, like you didn't know you didn't know to look for it at the time. Right. Of course you didn't see it. You sure. didn't know to look for it at the time. So I asked the question here in your expert opinion. What do you think might have happened here? And he has no dog in this fight whatsoever, right? He says, it's really hard to tell what happened. This is a direct quote. It's really hard to tell what happened. It's definitely not the camera operator. He had no control of the iris settings, etc. Maybe the video guy had the iris in auto, which means the iris would adjust on its own. Could be a power surge in the stadium, but I promise... No one on the TV crew would ever do something like that on purpose. Wow. 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 Uh, Diesel, if you would be so kind, could you text me just that explanation without his phone number? Could you sure. possibly send me a screenshot of just that explanation? That's incredible. So, you know, like the number one thing that people were coming back at me at while, while they're calling me every name in the book, every four-letter word today, is it was the camera, you idiot. It was the camera, you idiot. It didn't look like the camera to me, okay? Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not Diesel's cousin, but I did teach high school media. It doesn't look like the camera to me. So what I can tell you is what we've just eliminated is that it was a problem with the camera or the camera operator doing this or that in real time. We've eliminated that, okay? And I'm telling you, it's fishy. If you want to see the video, it's right in. It's the most recent tweet on my Twitter feed. Uh, It's also the most recent tweet in Diesel's Twitter feed. And you can see what we're talking about. It's the most critical play of the game for Florida. And they have the lights flickering 
right when Graham Mertz throws, and then right again before Ricky Pearsall catches the ball. At no other time were the lights flickering, but right then. You know, like, I don't know. You could not write a script like that. You could not write it, and I, I, I cannot buy it. I'm sorry. I just cannot buy it. All right, we've got a ton of stuff to catch up on via the madworldattractions.com text line today. Uh, please pay attention to Beamer's mouth next time he talks. It just doesn't seem right. His t- <laughs> Texter says his tiny mouth doesn't fit his tiny face. Such a punchable face. I wouldn't have said that before my experience this year with him, Texter, but uh, now I can't dispute it. This guy drives me crazy. Texter says, yeah, I teach other things among, uh, let's see here, to diesel. Camera ops change filters during breaks or when their camera is not on, and he teaches video among other things at North Greenville. So says Vols fan Randall, still waiting for that segment on Bama Week. I don't know what that part means, uh, Vol Randall, but... Uh, great to hear from you. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Texter. Uh, I'm sorry I missed the question to Cole about Gray Collegiate, okay? But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a picture of it, and I am going to ask Cole, okay? I'll take a picture of it. He wanted to know, does Gray Collegiate have a chance against IMG Academy this weekend? I'll ask Cole about that. Uh, let's see here. Yo, Mark, I'll have my... Updated college football rankings finished up when I get home and send them to you if you want me to. Sure, Joey. I appreciate that. Texter says, uh, not sure if he covered this, but ask Chris what he thought about the changes that were made on the offensive line. He has not. uh, We did not get to that. I apologize. Texter says, Beamer has to go. They can't even tackle, and that's not acceptable in year three. Texter says, uh, I sent an email. Subject Gamecock needs a fair shake. I hope you read it, and at any point you can answer. I'll welcome the chance for us to work this out. Yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, Texter says, let's see here. Uh, Mark, you're talking to a guy who wears wife beaters with gold chains and cigars. The bottom 10% is his primary target demographic. Um, that sounds judgmental to me, Texter. I know you're talking about Chris Phillips sounds judgmental to me. I don't think we need to be going there. Mark, the venom you're spewing today is par for the course in my life being a South Carolina fan in the upstate. They're never given the benefits of the doubt. Um, let's see here. Everything is always ultra negative in this area about South Carolina. What I don't understand is you think that we don't have it tough enough just being lifelong South Carolina fans. I'm 53 there's been more disappointments than not in my in my memory spanning 40-plus years. So go ahead and throw us to the Lions. We're all just losers, I guess, depressed South Carolina fan. No, I know who you are. Like, I, I, know, I know your number, right? Like, I remember your number, so I know, I know who you are, Texter. Um, and you got to understand, guys, that we're all products of our experiences. Like, I have a boss here. Um, it is our mutual boss, Diesel. And I, I've told him, I said, you know, my experience being here in the up to upstate is like when I go to Clemson games, they're always nice. They're always warm. They're always welcoming. Here, come to our tailgate. Come to our, you know, sure, even though I don't always say nice things about the football team or the basketball team, they, they let me cover the team and they give me a press credential. And it's a really nice environment, okay? South Carolina has, like, They've come after my family. They call me every name in the book. They've been, like, really, like, 
the experience I've had dealing with Gamecock fans has been my worst fan experience that I've ever had. So, Texter, realize I know you've had it rough, but we're all products of our experiences. And my experience here in the upstate with Gamecocks and Gamecock fans, um, just living in South Carolina, the bottom 10% have really put a bad taste in my mouth, man, that makes it so that I want to beat nobody more than I want to beat the Gamecocks. As a Gator fan, I want to beat nobody. That's based on my experience. So instead of you playing the victim and saying to me, yeah, go ahead and throw us to the Lions as if we haven't suffered enough, ask yourself why somebody that came in came here to the to the upstate and had no dog in the fight would be coming to that conclusion four and a half years later. Texter says lights were definitely not flickering in person. So what was it? Texter says, Mark, they've got Jacksonville State. They can beat them. Fred Sims says it's great to be a Florida Gator. Yes, it is. Texter says, uh, Beamer is like that annoying nerd brother that mom makes you let tag along with your friends. That's a joy. Oh, gosh. Well, that saying right there is turning around. Maybe Shane Beamer needs to find some joy. Brandon Burnett says, thank God for Pitt. I'm on the board now. That helped Clemson. Pitt beating. Uh, Pitt beat. And guess who called it, Diesel? Josh Pate. Ugh. Josh Pate. Yeah. I'm glad that you're back down at zero with me. Yeah. We, well, we were never really. Our, <laughs> our team was never really even in the game. But how about Josh Pate, Diesel, in back-to-back weeks, saw Louisville beating Notre Dame. And yeah. then in the next week, saw Pitt beating Louisville, all because of intangibles having to do with Notre Dame's got their third hard game in three weeks, Louisville's due for a letdown game on the road at Pitt. It was all this stuff. He would never pick Pitt to beat Notre Dame, right? But in consecutive weeks, he picked Louisville, and he got Louisville beating Notre Dame, and then he picked Pitt beating Louisville. That's incredible. And he was right both times. He should pick nothing but Louisville games the rest of the year. Any single time they're a favorite or the underdog, pick them. Mark, pick- here's the here's the most recent one. I know you're scrolling down, kind of catching up on some older yeah. ones. This one goes back to Flickergate. Uh, Texture here says, uh, if set to auto, then a simple bright flash from another camera would cause the camera to adjust. Critical play, critical moments, best time to snap a picture. You've seen it. You've seen it a million times. Uh, when something exciting is happening, is happening, a whole bunch of flashlights start flickering. That's why they probably don't put it on auto very often. They set the settings the way they set them, and then they don't touch them. They don't put it on auto because they don't want bright lights flickering and changing and adjusting the cameras on the fly. I think I, I love putting our detective caps on and trying to figure out what the hell that was, like what happened and why did it happen at the most inopportune time for Florida, right, when it's on the road in Williams-Brice Stadium. All right, we will confront Chris Phillips, the gold chain wearing, backwards hat wearing, cigar toting Chris Phillips about the Gamecocks wetting the bed against Florida. When we come back here on Offsides, we are the Fan Up State. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's rare when the best thing we heard today comes directly from our show that day, but that's what today's best thing we heard today is. It's the one and only Crazy Ralph who called in in the 3 o'clock hour of the show today to complain, to bitch and moan about his South Carolina Gamecocks and their loss to Florida. Here is that call. I'm so looking forward to this call, Crazy Ralph. The floor is yours, sir. Yes, I got nothing but friggin' love for you, Mark, because I'll tell you what, you hit the nail on the head. We got a child running our football program right now. He's like a little boy in a candy store. Somebody's giving him the keys to daddy's car. He's running it right into the ground. Look at this moron he got to be our defensive coordinator. That guy's secondary. Couldn't cover up bed with a sheet. I sat there all night long. All night long, about to pull every one of my last hairs out, listen to this friggin' guy try to coach a defense. When is this going to be over? When is this nightmare going to end? I have to know. And you know what? You know what else you're right about? Our fans suck. I'm so tired of getting online and getting on Facebook and going to these, these articles where they're trying to pay tribute to the greatest college football coach in the history of college football, Stephen O. Spurrier. The greatest coach we ever had. We had to get him from Florida to teach us how to win. And we got morons in our freaking fan base that run this guy down. Every time there's an article posted about him, it drives me nuts. Like we were ever even friggin' relevant before that guy came along. And they they wanted to bring his team out and, you know, salute him the other day for homecoming. And all I saw was a bunch of Gamecock trash online calling him a quitter and a loser, and we don't want him back. Are you kidding me, man? The best memories I ever have as a Gamecock fan are because of that guy. I'm more upset at our fan base at the way they treat the great head ball coach than I could ever be at you for you guys just doing what I expected to happen for us to have a chance to win and then crap the bed in the end. So congratulations to you, Mark. Congratulations to Napier. I'm out, brother. That was one of the be- that might be the best call we've ever gotten. That's certainly on the metal stand, Diesel. You know what the only yeah. other one up there is? There's another one on the metal stand, and it's right here. It's none other than Jacob Smith in honor of former Gamecock president Robert Caslin. I understand after last year that everything's a lot. So I won't be the one that's judging an extra glass of scotch. But hey man, it's commencement day. I know that public speaking's scary enough as it is. Four decades in the military beats talking to kids. But when you're paid that kind of dough, Some things you gotta know, like maybe your college's name, or who the preacher said to praise. Take away. Ah, Jacob Smith, we miss you, buddy. Thank you, Gamecock fans, for taking it in the kisser today. We'll see you tomorrow, right here on Offsides. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.